Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yesterday, Mayor Ken Sim and the city's 10 councillors were sworn in at a ceremony at the Orpheum Theatre. Mayor and council were elected in October, as you know, and they'll serve a four-year term up to 2026. Mr. Sim is also the first Chinese-Canadian mayor in the 136-year history of our great city. Take a listen to the swearing in. I will be accountable for the decisions that I make. And the actions that I take. And the actions that I take. In the course of my duties. In the course of my duties. I will be respectful of others. I will be respectful of others. I will demonstrate leadership and collaboration. I will, dis- sorry, say that again. I will demonstrate. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right. I will demonstrate leadership and collaboration. I will demonstrate leadership and collaboration. I will perform the duties of my office. I will perform the duties of my office. In accordance with the law. In accordance with the law. That was, of course, a moment of levity, which I'm sure was a nerve-wracking moment for Mr. Sim. British Columbia Provincial Court Judge Derek Ma administered the oath of office to uh, Mr. Sim and the 10 elected councillors. Joining us now is Ken Sim, Vancouver's new mayor. Your Worship, welcome. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Chaz, thank you very much. And I, I don't think I'm ever going to live that down, am I? <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it's uh, totally understandable. It must have been a bit nerve-wracking up, up there. I mean, did you get the sense of the the historical moment or even the enormity of, of what you're about to take on? Um, well, at the time, I was just trying to get through uh, reciting uh, what uh, the judge was saying. And, you know, as, an, uh, as a side note, uh, I noticed that Park Council and School Board, they actually all had um, um, that oath written out. I was the only person that didn't. So, um, <laughs> no, you know what? The enormity of the moment hit me a little while ago. It probably hit me two days after the election. Um, I, I thought, yeah, even after... You know, we, we gave the uh, the victory speech, and it was quite emotional. I still felt that it was about, you know, um, running the city better. Um, and then when people kept coming up to me and they shared with me their stories and their family stories, I realized that it, it was bigger than, you know, being the mayor of Vancouver. Um, this is something where people in a whole bunch of different communities um, saw that a, a glass ceiling was broken. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, it, well, it, it, it's humbling. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, well, you were sworn in, and news is already breaking. And uh, in many days, many ways, your first day is busy already dealing with us folks in the media. Uh, Global News' is uh, Ramina Dea was reporting uh, on yesterday's newscast that a confidential report commissioned by the Vancouver Police Department suggests more than $5 billion is being spent every year on the city's social safety net uh, with worsening results overall. Your thoughts, first of all, on that report? 
Yeah, well, I think any report that sort of digs into things is great. It, it prompts a bunch of questions um, that are very helpful, um, and it, it does have some themes around transparency, accountability, and collaboration. So these are all good good things. Um, we have gone through the report, and um, what what we've seen is we have to do a lot more digging um, because a lot of the, the a lot of the numbers that um, were reported in that report weren't sourced, and so it's actually prompting more questions. Uh, right now. And so we're going to take our time um, over the next few days and, and weeks to really understand what's driving those numbers, the story behind the numbers, so we can have you know, a, a more complete picture of what's going on. Yeah, the overarching comment, certainly the sense that I got, was that you know no one was responsible for overseeing sort of the broad uh, social services sector in a centralized manner, that'd be provincial, federal, municipal, uh, that many uh, service providers are all operating in their own little silos and the, re- the results at its core uh, have been worsening, as I said. Can a mayor actually change that first and foremost? I mean, it is a broad report, but at the, at the end of the day, can a mayor uh, himself or herself actually change something like that? Well, I, I think a mayor could be part of the solution and can uh, prompt the conversations. And as mayor of Vancouver, look, we're we're um, we want to address the challenges that we have in the downtown east side and surrounding communities as part of a broader strategy for the whole region and so we have to take a leadership role and um, you know in my inauguration um, speech i did mention that we need a lot of help from the province and federal governments and so we're going to leave the charge there and we have to work together and so if if that's the role of mayor prompting that conversation um, pushing in that direction and bringing uh, other levels of government into the equation and the community then yeah that 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 would be our accountability do you think uh, you know whether the report was leaked or not but do you think that it should be coming from a police department by even by doing so one would argue that that is a political uh, maneuver that they uh, are a part of especially after the Vancouver police union endorsed you that perhaps it shouldn't be coming from them and that the very fact that it was leaked is a act uh, or at least a, a it's a political exercise more than anything yeah so what i can do as mayor of vancouver is control what you know we have control of and uh, there's a report out there and regardless of where the report comes from it looks like you know a lot of work was put into it and it prompts a lot of questions and so now we're digging into it and we're going to find out what's you know what the complete picture is and this this reports um you know it's prompted that conversation so regardless if uh you know the um, the VPD or you know any provincial or federal ministry or some private individual or nonprofit came up with a report, we would treat it the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spent a lot of time during the campaign talking about hiring 100 more police officers and 100 more <clears throat> mental health nurses. How long do you think it will it will take you and your council to hire those individuals uh, within your term? Well, we feel really optimistic. So um, really, that is an answer um, or that's a question for the VPD um, because it's an operational operational uh, decision. But we've already uh, started the, the legwork. We've uh, we've spoken with the VPD in greater detail. We've sat down with the Vancouver Coastal Health Authority. And, um, you know, we're, we're very optimistic that um, we can have the bulk of these hires done, um, you know, sooner rather than later. I mean, the budgeting itself can be there in the first year or two to get the vast majority of it done? 
Yeah, well, you know, it, we're going to be looking at the budget as well. But uh, needless to say, there, you know, we're talking about a budget that's over two billion dollars um, after you add the capital into it. And so, the size of the size of this investment, um, when it's fully running, is about twenty million dollars. And I want to stress the size of the investment, not the cost, because for every dollar we put into this program, you would assume that you would get more than a dollar out in avoided other costs. And that's when it's fully running. When it's not, you know, when we're ramping up. Um, you know, going to be a lot less, especially in the first year, mm-hmm. and so we can we can phase into it. Is the priority for you and your council right here now in the next four four weeks or so, uh, six weeks or so, is the city budget? Because I think you probably have to you know get a sense of how how big it is, the programs that you have, where to where to cut potentially, where to hold back, where to spend more. Is the budget process now in the next I guess for the rest of this year the main issue for you? Uh, we're going to run two or three things concurrently. So public safety is a uh, primary concern of ours. And so we are doing exactly what we said we're going to do, which is we're going to start to hire up to 100 police officers and 100 nurses. And so we've started that process. Uh, the budgetary process, that is starting uh, very quickly. We have our budget debriefs uh, actually scheduled for this week. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, and we're going to you know, take a very methodical approach to that budget. And so we're not going to be rushed into any decisions that we, you know, if we don't have all the information we need, um, you know, we can push, uh, push these decisions off into the new year. Um, and that would be prudent because at the end of the day, like I said, the budget's over $2 billion and um, we owe it to uh, the taxpayers and the residents of Vancouver to make sure that we fully understand all the moving parts of that budget. Uh, have you talked to Premier-elect David Eby yet? Yes, I have. And can you at least, uh, are you able to provide uh, sort of broad, broadly what you talked about? I, uh, pres- uh, President, Premier-designate Premier Eby uh, uh, you know, reached out and he was incredibly generous of spirit. We had a great conversation. We talked about, you know, uh, personal uh, personal issues and um, what we see as our goals uh, for the city and the province. And I can tell you a lot of our goals are aligned. You know, we, we, we both agree that we do have a significant mental health, um, you know, addictions, homelessness uh, issue uh, in the downtown east side and surrounding communities. And housing is uh, a challenge. And so we are aligned in terms of these are the goals that or these are um, big goals that we want to address. And I'm super optimistic about having an incredible relationship with um, with uh, Mr. Eby. Mm-hmm. Uh, final question to you, and it's a it's a big broad question, but uh, the the federal government announced that by 2025, they want to have uh, 500,000 immigrants come to Canada. 500,000. We used to debate 225,000 in the 1990s, uh, and last year. There's going to be 100,000 people moved here. Let's say at least half of those or more than half end up in the lower mainland. A good chunk of them end up in the city of Vancouver, who already has a significant housing challenge. Do you think that number should be that high? Well, what I can share with you is immigration uh, is needed uh, throughout our country. Um, you know, if, if we want to get deep into, you know, um, uh, staffing up um, our companies, our organizations, our hospitals, our police um, uh, services, you know, technology companies, uh, immigration uh, is and always will be a great thing. And then when you look at the demographics, the graying of, um, of Canada, um, 25% of people will be over the age of 65 in Vancouver by 2030. So immigration 
um, is part of the solution. And so what that uh, means is we really have to get serious about housing and build more housing faster um, or we're going to have a lot of challenges in Vancouver. Yeah. Ken, thank you for your time, my friend. Look forward to having you on the show in the future. Awesome. Thank you very much, and, and thank you for making fun of me on your show. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Moment of levity, my friend, a moment of levity. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Take care.